0: Michael Fletcher, how did you come to learn that a 2009 Sandra Bullock movie that we've all grown to love was about to play a central role in your reporting? It's when I ran across this legal petition from Michael Orr,
1: you know, challenging what we thought we knew about, about this movie, The Blind Side. And I started reading through this petition and realized quickly, oh my gosh, this story that's being laid out in this petition is so contrary to what we thought we knew about The Blind Side. The Blind Side is this heartwarming film about a young man basically adopted out of grinding poverty, put on kind of the road to sports stardom by this rich family, the Mm Tuies. But the petition is saying, yes, he was taken in by the Tuies, but A, never adopted, and B, brought into their family with the express purpose of being exploited. Everything you understood about this movie is now being challenged by the principal of the movie, Michael Orr. He's saying that the narrative that we've come to understand that the Tui's adopted him, took him into their hearts and family, is not the case. Question is, what's the truth there? Did the Tui's protect and enhance Michael Orr's life or did they do the opposite?
0: Nearly 14 years ago, audiences flocked to a heartwarming movie based on a true story about a young black man coming from an unstable background adopted by a wealthy white family who helped propel him to football stardom. By the time its box office run ended, The Blind Side earned the moniker highest-grossing sports movie of all time. But now, in real life, the sentimental story has gone sideways. As its central character, Michael Orr, claims the Tui family never adopted him at all and instead took advantage of him, which the family strongly denies. So today, Michael Fletcher, who first broke this story, digs into these stunning allegations and explains how the truth of Michael Orr's story has become harder to find. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Thursday, August 17th. This is ESPN Daily. Okay, Michael, so The Blind Side, it's a film. It was actually based on a book by Michael Lewis titled The Blind Side, Evolution of a Game. For those who've never seen it or read the book or maybe just need a refresher, what are the main beats of Michael Orr's story as presented by the book and the movie?
1: Yeah, sort of the, the overarching thing is that Michael Orr is a virtually homeless, very poor young man who'd grown up in sort of a chaotic situation, you know, in and out of foster care, um, living with a, a drug-addicted mother at times and sometimes sort of couch-surfing among friends, who's brought into, for the first time, into a functional family with the tuis Or, you know, after having gone through 11 different schools in nine years, ends up at the same Christian school as, as the Tui's children. Right. And, and they notice him at school, you know, he's this big guy, you know, who's, who's a really good athlete, and we see him at one point walking down the street in, in cold weather, and, in shorts and, you know, sort of like underdressed for the weather. And Leanne Toohey, one of the protagonists, notices him and, you know, offers him help. And, and this is mm-hmm. kind of how the, the relationship between Michael Orr and the Tui's begin. And as the movie presents the tale... They take this young man, sort of teach him football, and sort of teach him how to harness his athleticism. And they make him part of his family and b- being put on the, on the path to, to stardom. And he ends up becoming a great offensive lineman in high school and going to college at the Tui's alma mater, the University of Mississippi. And then the movie leaves us with um, Michael Orr headed to the NFL.
0: And with the 23rd pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Michael Orr, offensive
1: tackle Mississippi.
0: Yeah, so it was presented as this family that was allowing Michael Orr to sort of reach his potential. And we actually found a clip of the book's author, Michael Lewis, on ESPN all the way back in 2006, giving a summary of Orr's story. He is a story of a kid who wasn't playing organized football when he was 16 years old. And it's only because he crosses out of poor inner city Memphis and gets himself adopted by a rich white family and is brought into school and learns how to read and learns how to function in the world that he finds himself in a football uniform at all. And the incredible thing is he has all that ability and that talent, but it would have gone completely unnoticed if he had remained where he was born. Wow. I mean, he would just be, he would never would have, his his value would never have been recognized. And based on that book, The Blind Side became a huge box office success. Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for Best Actress. It was nominated for Best Picture. But in the immediate months and years after the release of the film, what did Michael Orr say about how his story was depicted? You know, Michael Orr never
1: liked how he was depicted in the movie. He feels like he was depicted as as unintelligent. I mean, he said for years that, you know, first of all, he knew football before he met the two E's. He said that he... Had help from a lot of people and including the twoies he includes the two in that right but the big point for him was that he was depicted as basically slow mentally slow and he thought that was a not just an insult but he felt like it was something a slur that followed him through his career hmm. he felt like nfl decision makers you know haven't seen the movie thought they knew who he was and thought he wasn't didn't have good football aptitude didn't have a quick mind. And that's something that always ate at him. But at the same time, it's interesting. He says he did recognize the inspirational aspect of the movie and kind of its message and how people embraced it. So he was a little ambivalent. I mean, he felt like, gosh, this movie misbetrayed me. But at the same time, people are finding a valuable message in it. So for a long time, he was kind of content to live with the myth, if you will.
0: Right. And he said a lot of this in a 2012 book correct, called I Beat the Odds? Yeah, yeah, he talked about that
1: exactly. And he talked about kind of his inner drive and, and the things that, you know, made him successful beyond the twoies. You know, the idea that, hey, I mean, I'm a guy who survived all this time. I met them when I was, you know, in the upper years of high school. Hmm. I made it that far, you know, through my own pluck, through my own initiative, through my own inner compass, you know, so, and you know, actually to the Tui's credit, they've said the same in, in their own book. They said that it's a miss. Apprehension to think that we quote unquote rescued
0: right. Michael Orr. They they do say that. So he's been critical of the film in the past, but then this past Monday, you, Michael Fletcher, broke the news of this petition filed by Orr, which calls his relationship with the Tuies into question. What does this petition actually allege? Well, well, the petition alleges a couple of things. First, that
1: the the Tuies never actually adopted Michael Orr, as he thought was the case when he was a young man. And he believed that for many years until mm-hmm. until unco- uncovering this conservatorship uh, document in February, which shows that rather than being adopted parents, the Tui's were his conservators, which gave them the legal authority to make business deals in his name. And then adjacent to that, Michael Orr is alleging that the Tui's used that power to negotiate uh, the film deal for the blind side that enriched them and cut him out completely. That's the allegation. And he's asking the court for the full accounting of the money made by the blind side and for a judge to order that he be paid his fair
0: share as well as punitive damages from the Tuies. So it's really quite something. And what did Sean Tui say to a Memphis newspaper about that adoption versus the conservatorship when Michael was 18?
1: Sean Tuey claims that the conservatorship was kind of a A recruiting necessity. He said that in order for Michael Orr to go to Ole Miss, where Sean Tui was a basketball star back in his day, he would need to put him into a conservatorship to sort of jive with NCAA rules. And he said he had talked to some lawyers and that an adult adoption, remember Michael Orr was over 18 at the time, was not possible, which is interesting because every lawyer I've talked to in Tennessee, I've talked to three or four now about this issue. And they say no, no. Adult adoption is actually a, that's a straightforward process in Tennessee. So it's
0: interesting that Sean Tully makes that case. Okay, so in Michael Orr's eyes, though, according to the petition, intentionally or not, he was misled about what he was literally signing up for with this conservatorship. That part seems to be clear in the petition.
1: No, absolutely. I think that's the part that no one's challenging. You know, people might argue, oh, you know, that he knew it was conservatorship, but Michael Orr says at the age of 18, he was told, and remember he's a rising high school senior at the time, he's with his family, he took him in, and they've been good to him in many ways, and they tell him, oh no, this is really a step toward adoption, just sign this thing, man, and you're good, and and he believed that. And it's something that that Michael Orr has addressed in the past, in his own book, he said that he signed a conservatorship um, petition, but he was told at the time, he was just 18 years old when he signed this
0: document, uh, he was told that this was basically a a part of the process to become adopted. Yeah, it certainly is not the heartwarming story when you talk about adoption versus conservatorship, but can you sort of break that down for me? What is the difference between the two?
1: A conservatorship essentially is almost like a power of attorney. Like someone can have, your conservator has the right to cut deals in your name, mm-hmm. um, to, to handle all of your affairs, medical and, and, and financial. Typically, conservatorships are reserved for adults who are unable of taking care of themselves. And there's no allegation that that was the case with Michael Orr, not at all. So, but an adoption would be a straightforward thing. You'd be part of a family. You'd be adopted into a family. You'd become a family member. And you would retain your rights to make your own deals, to sign your own contracts, and that sort of thing. And again, what Warren alleges is that the, the two is used this legal authority that they were able to extract from him to cut a movie deal that cut him
0: out, which is the heart of his allegation. Right. I think most of the country learned about conservatorships through Britney Spears and her own personal saga. Is this something similar? Well, you know, in the sense that it's a conservatorship, but in
1: Britney Spears' case, I think, you know, her dad saying that, you know, she's not able to handle her her business the way she needs to. And in this case, Michael Orr is saying he was tricked into agreeing to this, into giving this right to the TUIs, which, by the way, they, they still maintain because the conservatorship hasn't ended, even though there's no allegation that they tried to use it to negotiate any of his NFL deals or
0: any other deals that he's made, you know, since then. Okay, so we'll leave Britney alone. But Orr is claiming that without his knowledge, like you mentioned, the Toys essentially took legal control of his life. How did that factor into the development of the movie? You know, according to the petition, at least, um, the TUIs were able to, to
1: cut a deal for, for the movie had, that gave them hundreds of thousands of dollars and also a small share of the movie's immense profits. Mm-hmm. And the petition says that Michael Orr got nothing. Now, the Tui's dispute this, but the petition certainly says that he got nothing and they got a bunch of money. The Tui's wrote in a book, years in their book years ago, that they got a negligible amount of money from the movie. And they say they shared it five ways, meaning that they are, quote unquote, three children. They include, include Michael in that number, even though he wasn't adopted. As well as their two birth
0: children, and then Leanne and Sean Tuohy, the husband and wife. So do we have any idea of how much money would you say is in dispute here? Like what dollar amounts are we talking?
1: You know, it's it's hard to know if I'm getting a full accounting because, and that's something that the petition asked for. But the petition does mention that the two weeks got, according to the petition, at least $225,000 each, plus two and a half percent of defined net proceeds from this movie, which again was a huge blockbuster. This movie grossed over $300 million at the box office alone and, gosh, many, many millions more in home video sales and and what have you. So Orr's lawyer says that's several million dollars per person. Now, the Tui's they dispute that vehemently. They said, oh, we barely made any money off of this movie, even though there's a contradiction. Like, the father, Sean Tui, says it was just the option money that Michael Lewis shared with them when he optioned a book to the movie makers. But... Sean Toohey Jr. says he did indeed get residual checks, but not nearly on the scale that the petition talks about. He said in an interview on Barstool Sports that he he remembers getting on the order of $70,000 in residual checks. But meanwhile,
0: Michael Orr is adamant through his lawyer that he got nothing from this deal. So that's the crux of the dispute here. So the idea is there seems to be a dispute on how much money was made. And at the very basis of this, Michael Orr is just trying to find out how much and how much he has missed out on over the years, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why he wants a full accounting. He
1: wants to know how much money people made off of this movie. And then he wants the court to order the two to pay him his fair share of that plus interest and also to hit them with punitive
0: damages, you know, for essentially exploiting him all these years. Okay, so let's look into a little bit more of Michael Orr's claims in this petition. What does he say about how he came to learn about the deception between the adoption versus the conservatorship?
1: You know, it's funny, because he he says all along, from the very beginning when the movie became a big hit, he always suspected that people made, made a bunch of money off the movie. But every time he asked, he would ask the family about it, he felt like he was being deflected, his lawyer says, like no one would give him a straight answer. Hmm. And the success of the movie happened to coincide with the beginning of Michael Orr's NFL career. So he's consumed by being a football player. On top of that, he's making good money himself. I think through his eight year career, he made over 30 million dollars. So this was a concern, but it wasn't like front of mind as his lawyer tells the story. But then or once he retires in 2016, still has this nagging thought about, you know, who's making money off of this movie? And he hires a lawyer to investigate. And again, according to his lawyer, they unearth first the the um, the contract with the movie makers, which talks about this $225,000 going to each family member plus two and a half percent of, um, you know, defined net proceeds. Mm-hmm. He finds that out first and then. Lo and behold, earlier this year in February, the petition says they unearthed the conservatorship document, which, you know, shows in black and white that he was not adopted, that this thing he was told back when he was 18 years old, that this was just one step toward adoption was not true, that this is a separate process altogether. And through all of that, once what was once a very close relationship with the two has just been destroyed. I mean, he, he says that he barely has any contact with them anymore.
0: After the break, the Tui's lawyer responds to Michael's claims.
2: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part?
0: So, Michael, it appears that if we were to write a reboot off of this petition, it wouldn't be the heartwarming story that we knew. Instead, it sounds like a family who would be trying to take advantage of Michael Orr because they saw his potential in the NFL or they saw the potential in his story. What has the family said in the past about the idea of adoption versus conservatorship? On that point alone, the family has been consistent. You you see it on Leanne's website. You see
1: it in the sort of the materials for the foundation that they set up. They've always said that they adopted Michael Orr. Hmm. And, you know, they might argue now that, oh, that's a colloquial way of saying we treated him just like a son. But they've
0: used that term adoption consistently. Right. And and Sean Toohey Jr. sort of gives the idea that, hey, his family would have to be geniuses to have the foresight to see all of this. But when you think about what age Michael Orr was and the things that were true about his athletic ability and everything else, it wouldn't seem like that much of a stretch, would it? No, not at all. Not
1: at all. I mean, you know, again, you know, their their dad knows a lot about sports. He'd been a college basketball player of note at the University of Mississippi, saw Michael Orr up close at this private school where he helped out with the basketball coaching staff. So he knew he had something there. Now, I mean, could they predict that the movie's going to be a blockbuster or that Michael Orr would be a first-round draft choice? No. I mean, you know, four- and five-star athletes flame out all the time. Mm -hmm. But there certainly was that
0: potential, and I think that would have been obvious to anybody with kind of a trained eye for athletics. But just to be clear, that is a narrative that the Tui family flat-out rejects. Uh, On Tuesday, the family put out a strong statement refuting many of Michael Orr's claims. What, to you, was most notable in what they said? Well, there were a couple
1: of things. Um, I mean, the, the strength of the language was notable to me. They, they called this a shakedown, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they went very strong after being silent about this. They said that uh, Michael Orr in the past has kind of threatened them that he would plant to quote unquote, plant a negative story if the twoies didn't pay him $15 million. So that struck me, mm-hmm. but sort of more subtly, what struck me was kind of the moving ball on who was paid what for the movie. You know, early on, um, the two we said that they just got a small flat fee, and that was split equally between the couple, their two birth children, and, and Michael Orr. Right. Now they're acknowledging that there were residuals. They say a small percentage of profits went to the TUI's. Hmm. And now they say that they tried to shit out of Michael Orr, and he refused, and that remains to be proven. We haven't—they claim to have documentation— for that but of course they haven't shared that with anyone yet but that's the assertions so it's very interesting but to me like it's interesting two things the strength of the the response a but also kind of the moving ball on the money
0: you mentioned documentation and you mentioned the supposed shakedown is there any evidence to support that michael wanted 15 million dollars from the Tui family i mean none we haven't seen any yet put it like that um you know uh S.J., the Tui Sun
1: claims that he has some text uh, where, I don't know if this um, dollar figure was mentioned, but where, mm-hmm. you know, where um, Michael Orr kind of makes these threats, if you will. But again, that has not been revealed to the public, at least not yet.
0: Now, what did the Tui say about how the dispute got to this point with the petition where everything is very public?
1: You know, it's interesting. They claim at least that Michael Orr has tried to pursue legal action and and had talked to other lawyers in the past who they say were dissuaded when they saw the documentation Mm. that the Tui's held about about the money that was paid. But now they say, well, that Orr finally found a lawyer that would go forward with the claim. That all remains to be seen, right? We don't know. Mm. Again, this documentation that they have would be, to me, you could kind of
0: shut the case right now if you if you made it public, and uh, they haven't done so yet. Okay, so for his part, what has Michael Orr or his camp said now that the Tui's have essentially accused him of shaking them down for, as they say, $15 million?
1: <laughs> they have you know, responded to the, to the letter of that, but they mm-hmm. said, you know what, we'll make
0: the case in court, you know, bring an accounting to court, and we're ready for that. So, Michael, it sounds like this story is just getting messier and messier as we go, and People don't like messy stories. They like neat and tidy stories, kind of like the blind side. Uh, but given that this is reality and not a Hollywood movie, where do you think it goes from here and how might this end? You know, it's anyone's guess. I mean, I, I think, you know,
1: you know, as a journalist, I'm going to pay attention to the court filings because I think eventually this is going to end up, you know, it's going to, it's literally a legal battle. right? So you, you look for what people file in court and these kinds of messy situations often end in settlement i've you know that's been my past hmm. experience but no telling that that will be the case here it doesn't mean that that will happen here but it feels like this will be a long fight otherwise
0: whatever the finale it's going to give us a different view of what we thought michael orr's life was like what the twoies life was like and make us recalibrate everything that we took in after watching The Blind Side. Well, that's the
1: one thing that's unassailable. I think whatever we thought we knew about their relationship has been
0: altered permanently. Michael, thank you for your continued reporting on this. Oh, thank you. A quick postscript On Wednesday afternoon, attorneys for the Tui family held a press conference where they reiterated that Michael Orr knew about the conservatorship from the beginning, and that he had been paid the same equal share of the film's proceeds as all the Tui family members, by their estimates roughly $100,000 per person. Separately, author Michael Lewis gave an interview with The Washington Post where he largely confirmed that accounting of the film's profits. Lewis, who is a childhood friend of Sean Tuohy's, said, quote, everybody should be mad at the Hollywood studio system. Michael Orr should join the writer's strike. It's outrageous how Hollywood accounting works, but the money is not in the Tuohy's pockets, end quote. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.